0: Hey everybody, Jim Hackett, Pete Davidson. We have the fantasy football arm of the Off Day Podcast uh, coming at you on Friday the 13th. Woo, scary stuff, and I will say there was some scary stuff on Thursday Night Football, which we'll get into. But, <laughs> Pete Davidson, I want to start uh, with some news that just popped. Now this will launch like tonight, Friday night, or tomorrow morning, so it'll be a little bit old. But we're getting the first look at it, is that Juan Antonio Brown... Uh, He, of my uh, featured character in my article yesterday, and also of a lot of news around, oh, I don't know, planet Earth, maybe other planets in the solar system. Uh, He will not be placed on the commissioner's exempt list, and I, for one, expect to see him on Sunday night based on that news.
1: Yeah. um, That's going to be interesting. (laughs) It (laughs) is. So I guess the Patriots, I don't totally understand the legalities here, Hack, but it sounds like they sort of have to play him if he's not on the exempt list, unless they want to sort of get into something ugly.
0: Yeah, I don't think they do. I, I, you know, it's so, so, like, this is, I'm taking this from, um, this is actually Dan Patrick. Uh, I didn't know he was still working. Dan, <laughs> the Dan Patrick Show. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Patrick. Um, but what he, what he says here is, quote, unquote, uh, it means Brown will likely make his Patriots debut Sunday against his hometown Dolphins. Brown is being sued by his former trainer, we know that, who has accused him of sexual assault. We know that. But he's not facing criminal charges, and the league has decided to let the situation play out before pursuing any punishment. That being the key phrase, the league has decided to let the situation play out before pursuing any punishment, which to me means that the Patriots have their uh, opening to just let, let the situation take care of itself and he's playing Sunday night. That's how I interpret that.
1: It sounds like they're talking to the accuser next week.
0: Yeah, so From perhaps that will change once Brown's accuser sits down to present her case to the NFL officials next week. But for now, AB appears to be in the clear. He may not see a full workload, I would agree with that, in his first game under Bill Belichick, but Brown should still see plenty of production against a team that didn't look NFL caliber week one, that being the Miami Dolphins. I agree with all of that. So, well done, Mr. Patrick.
1: Yeah, I mean, this whole thing is so ugly. I mean, I don't want to talk about it that much. Um,
0: yeah, well, look, I mean, I wrote about it uh, on Thursday, and it's like, I'm, yeah. I, I came from like just like an instinctual fan perspective, which is like, You know, I've smelled enough. I'm good. (laughs) Like, if you want to put him on a bus somewhere or put him on an Uber, I'm okay. That said, you know, if he's going to be here and he's going to play, he's going to be productive, and let's talk about how that impacts your fantasy team. I
1: mean, you know, it's one thing to say this guy's gone a little, you know, a little bonkers. I mean, look – Antonio Brown's done some really weird stuff. I mm. can't, I can't reconcile everything he's done and said. In, you know, in terms of the really weird stuff,
0: mm. especially the last two years, it seems like yeah, an no, escalating no, that's that, that,
1: that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay, I mean, he used to be sort of an eccentric character. You know, he'd he'd get out of his uh, Rolls Royce with the, like with an outfit, and that was all like funny. And it's like yeah,
0: and he was on you know, Dancing with the Stars. He looked like yeah, kind of an affable yeah. guy.
1: It, like we like athletes and to find out what their eccentricities are and all that stuff that's fun uh but when they start talking like you know they're waiting for the hail bop comet to arrive we were into a different area and he he had some comments that were sort of like that um but i just i know there's this me too movement thing and all that stuff um you're supposed to believe the victim and all this stuff it's like well i don't really know that there's a victim yet i mean i i'm open-minded to the What the woman says, yeah, sure. I think she deserves to be heard, and uh, we should, you know, find out what the facts are and and go from there. But but Antonio Brown has rights in that scenario as well. Um, You know, I'm a stickler when it comes to this stuff. I was raised, you know. Innocent until proven guilty. Me too. This is a criminal thing. So um, he deserves to be heard. She deserves to be heard. Uh, Hopefully some actual facts will come out, and we're going to find out what happened. Uh, You know, the one thing I would say, this is a fantasy fantasy football podcast, so we're going to get off this fast. But the one thing I'm going to say is that this idea that at some point they had consensual relations, so he could not be guilty because of that – is the biggest crock of crap I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I agree. It happens. It, it, it happens it, in essentially relationships. Essentially, what that says, I mean, but but play the tape until the end, right? What that says is, the minute you have a consensual relationship with somebody that you're, in, you're you free. can write the heck out of them, right? Because at one point it was consensual. That is insane. So you know, to the people saying that, and I've heard that more than a handful of times, check your head, get a grip. Um, you know, <laughs> that, that's it. That's all I have to say. Let the facts come out. Um, and everybody deserves um, to be seen as credible at this point. Uh, and Antonio Brown's lawyer should shut up. That's the last thing.
0: The other thing I'll say is that I've learned something. Sorry. One more something. thing. Yeah, that's one right. more thing. Yeah, go for this it. This
1: idea that he's doing this for other players. Oh, that's bullshit. Just, I, that, that, that's absolute bullshit. You know, the, 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 the PR thing, that the, this, this, this scorched earth PR thing, I'm, for, at least for me, I find it, I think it's offensive. I think it insults all of our intelligence. And they should deal with the facts. Um, and, you know. Trying to win this as a PR battle when your guy's been saying crazy thing after crazy thing, I'm not sure that's the right play.
0: I would agree. The one thing I was going to add is, like, I'll tell you something I've learned about Antonio Brown the last week or so, or at least maybe this summer, going back as far as this summer. He ain't too bright.
1: Uh, yeah. I
0: mean, he sounds like, I mean, he, 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 he sounds like he barely put is, a sentence together.
1: He sounds some stuff, he says some stuff that's sort of detached from reality.
0: Yeah. And he doesn't put so. sentences together well, I would say. Like, you know. Kind of like, as a father of two six-year-olds in first grade, the the language sounds familiar, and I think my kids got them.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I. It's it's unfortunate. The stuff that I had to read on that text stuff. That's, yeah, that's that was, un- that was unfortunate. Yeah, that stuff. was. All right, let's go. I get mean, on. I don't, is it 100% real, that stuff? I don't even know. I, like, I it's don't It's hard to that. know in this
0: day and age. I, yeah. I, my, my opinion is it probably is, but yeah. if you were to get something like that. Well, that's Twitter, what we
1: want to know, right? Yeah. The NFL will tell us that, right? The NFL will say, yes, these texts are real. Like, that's what I want. Tell me what's real and what's not. So I can sit here and go, okay, he's a bad guy. Oh, maybe he got framed. That matters, right? If, I mean, if this person is setting him yeah. up, I want what to know that. that.
0: Yeah, and the other part of it too is like if you saw something trending on Twitter right now that just said from who whomever USA that 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 those were false. It, would you how,
1: it wouldn't mean anything. It wh- wouldn't mean any more than what I've already seen. I want somebody yeah. who's credible to tell me what's real and what's not. That's what
0: I'm saying. Like you, yeah. you just don't know. So, um so let's get, so from a football perspective for the Patriots, yeah. it sounds like he's going to be on the field, um, which yeah. means a lot. And now I, we
1: have to speculate as to how much.
0: Right. And it, but it also means a lot in terms of what your fantasy football roster is. If you are someone you know, that has some shares or a share of Antonio Brown on your seasonal league, right. um, or you have Josh Gordon, or you have Philip Dorset. Or you have I think James we can White. Forget about
1: Philip Dorsett for now. Yeah, you, you can until Brown it's goes. Too bad because cool, yeah, yeah, look great. Fan of Mr. Dorsett's and hey, you know what? Last week, I think people at least for a week can pipe down about the Brissett, the Dorsett thing, right?
0: Yeah, looking like a good trade. Yeah, for yeah. Both sides. I, mean, I think
1: both both teams got a talented football player.
0: Yeah, and I would say this. I mean, you know, you and I play in a lot of leagues together, and in one yeah. of them, um, I just went and grabbed Philip Dorsett. You know, for a buck, just on the waiver wire. Like, hey, you know what? If Brown gets suspended. Then I get, I, I've got a fully loaded Philip Dorset. So if you're in a deep league, take him, stash him, and see what happens. And if you're an Antonio Brown guy, I, I think you have to fire him up for Sunday.
1: You know what I? Um, I would say we're premature on saying that. I'm hoping, hoping against hope. I mean, we're dealing with the Patriots, but I'm hoping to hear something about how they intend to play him. Whether it's going to be on a limited basis or I think you or can what get it. nothing. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I, so you know, look. I mean for certain people out there you have to think about it i mean um is it possible that this guy doesn't play at all that he's just active i i I have no feel for this um and you know this is another thing about the nfl it would be really nice if they cleaned all this stuff up and had an actual process you know these players that are sort of floating like when zeke had this thing well when are we going to find out well the nfl doesn't know and they'll let us know it's like well the nfl knows that we all need to know, right? <laughs> I, I, you know, the NFL knows fantasy football is a big thing because they've got it on the scroll. They're talking about it during they the They have games. shows
0: on their own network.
1: Right. So uh, Dedicated they know, to it. They know that fantasy football is a lot of the butter on their bread. So, um, you know, I'd like to see a process that helps us folks, you know, where there's some clarity at the end of August, where we're not sitting there just – you know, you've seen the Ouija board on like five out of the top 40 players. It's yeah, you annoying. wait
0: until it's 1255 and you're seeing someone, you know, doing leg kicks on the sideline. It's too late to set them in your roster or take yeah. them out or whatever.
1: Now, you know, I think it's annoying that injury information is, you know, they've got rules about it during the season. But during the preseason, they can tell us anything they on I think yeah. that's sort of lame. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the NFL needs could do it. Why can't the NFL be more like NASCAR? You know, give us information. Know I know nothing about NASCAR. So well, I, ne- neither do I. But I've been. I'll told trust that, your reference. Okay. You just totally, you just totally made me a fraud because you, you probably know more than I'm I like, do. What? But I like, listen. Do they give I, information? Do they withhold information? I have, have friends no who have watched NASCAR, and they now tell me I know me they, you, Ryan. T- no, no. Hey, listen. My dad is a racer. You know that. No, I know that because he's my always dad, fixing my, motorcycles and yeah, stuff. My when I see him, yeah, my dad is actually a racer. So I actually spent a lot of time at Raceways as a kid. Um, not so much NASCAR. It was motorcycle racing. So, you know, I, I, I'm not... You know, Stick trickle still part I, of it. I, <laughs> I, <tell you. laughs> I have heard... I have heard that they're very accessible. That when fans go uh, to NASCAR events, you, you can like talk to the drivers. Who stuff. do
0: you think would win in a fight, AJ Foyt or Mario Andretti?
1: That's about all I know. I'm thinking AJ Foyt because he was a. Dirty <laughs> Is he alive bastard. still? I think they're both uh, probably dead. Uh, I don't know. They might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get go off. This. I was uh, I was a Bobby Unser guy. I'm gonna put. <laughs> I'm gonna. That's how old I am. There you go. <laughs> I don't even know where. I don't even know where to pivot now. You know what? I I think I have a. You know pivot. they have DraftKings has NASCAR. Maybe I know we they should start doing
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Daytona's near Tampa Bay, right? So we maybe we can talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Is that oh, a good segue? Lord. Well, uh,
1: it, it <laughs> is, but we didn't talk about the Pats, did we? Um, no.
0: So here's I'll throw a, I'll throw something out to, to kind of toss out there. So I'm in the league. Like I got uh, AB with my third pick. Happy about right. that before all the shitstorm dropped. Right. But I also picked up Josh Gordon like the seventh round. So right. All right, and and you can only start two receivers. It's kind of a small league. So uh, who would you play? This week? Yeah.
1: I'd play Josh Gordon.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that too.
1: Just because I know he's on the good books, and I know he looked good last week. (laughs) By the way, um, that Josh Gordon touchdown.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) That was Gronk-like.
1: Yeah, you could really, like, I think sometimes people forget, like, how big Josh Gordon is. Dude, he's 240. I mean, right. yeah. You sort of saw it on that play, though. It's like, he no, I'm, like, I'm going to be scoring. He looks looked
0: like Kramer in the karate
1: class. <laughs> right, you will not be tackling yeah. me on this play. I'm not going to go fast. I'm going to take my time. He, looked a little, little Garrett, end, so. he
0: looked a little like Garrett Blunt-like on that. <laughs> yeah. he no, I'm,
1: that's sort of where I'm going. It's yeah. like, wow, that is a large individual playing, you know, as you say, that's a 240 Pound man playing a position generally played by 195 five pound guys. Yeah. So let me let me tell you something. There's a lot to deal. Can with. I
0: tell you something that I saw on uh, on Sunday night you know, with, it, with Josh Gordon?
1: Yeah, g- g- give me one last point here. We talked about this on the show last week. All right.
0: Well, no, no, this is different because this is from Sunday Night Football. So we, we we were on eight to nine in the morning. This is something I witnessed on Sunday Night Football during the game. We haven't talked. So um, you know. Everyone's wondering, like, you know, we've talked about this a million times. Someone goes down, ooh, how are you going to replace him? How are you going to replace this guy? And they don't do it position by position. You know, so Gronk leaves. That doesn't mean they're going to go out and get another tight end. It means, you know, they're going to do different things. I I think I saw, and I'm going to watch some old Patriots games. I think I saw Gordon lining up in a lot of the same places that Gronk used to line
1: up. I think Gordon's Gronk. Gronk. Gronk used to play X and stuff, so.
0: But they, he was like lined but they had Gordon like right next to the line. They had him like I next to the line. I saw him tackle. lined up there twice. Yeah. I don't
1: remember more than that. But the yeah, Patriots do that with everybody. There. Yeah. But it Edelman was. Little lines up H sometimes too. Yeah. It was just good to That's see. That's the Patriots, man.
0: Yeah. It was just <laughs> interesting to see Gordon there. I'm like, aha.
1: You know what the Patriots are awesome at? They're awesome at getting the defense to give stuff away mm. with formations. Mm. If you watch Brady, when he's moving guys around, he's not watching. The guy's moving around. He's watching what happens. What the on defense the other side. does. Yeah. They're really good at if this, then that. If that, then this. Yeah. Pre snap. And obviously, Brady's arguably the, sm- the smartest quarterback that's ever played. He's I'd the say best pre snap, I think. He and Manning. I think he, Peyton, and like Montana and yeah. people like that, you know. Yeah, smartest quarterbacks I've ever seen. Breeze probably could go into that discussion as well. I'd like to give
0: McDaniels credit for that, though, too. I think McDaniels has a lot to do with you know the, the formations and where they put people to kind of keep people yeah, off balance. You know,
1: you, we talked about it last year. You saw it with Patterson a lot. Yes. Preseason, they're like, well, if we move him here, what happens? Well, well let's move him back here. You know, they're, they're – I love the experimental nature. They're always trying to learn. Yeah. Um, I wish I liked the Patriots more because they're so much darn fun to watch. No,
0: tell me. It's fun Fun from my side.
1: I bet it is. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm Thank happy you. for all our listeners. I appreciate that. Um, but here's what I was going to say. We talked about it on the pod last week, uh, excuse me, on the show. Um, and as much as this Antonio Brown thing is upsetting and, you know, we're starting to say, wait a minute, do I even want to root for this guy? Because mm. <laughs> um, did he maybe do this? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously that's disconcerting, but on the other side, Josh Gordon—very easy to root for. Very right? easy to so root like, for. I him. feel yeah. like, and we talked about this on the show. I feel like everybody's behind Josh Gordon. I feel like it's like the first time in a long time where there's a Patriot player, Or even the not Patriot community is rooting for this. Everyone's
0: guy. pulling for him.
1: Yeah, I wonder if he can feel it. I hope he can. Like, I hope Josh Gordon realizes that a really high percentage of the football world is rooting for him. Breaking I, news. I hope, I hope he gets that.
0: Breaking news from Bill yeah. Belichick. Patriots coach Bill Belichick, I agree with you by the way. Patriots coach Bill Belichick said Antonio Brown has a quote long way to go in learning the team's offense.
1: <laughs> oh, I hate Belichick <laughs> so much. Oh boy. So you can cue him it. up for twenty catches and four touchdowns, <laughs> yeah, I think. Exactly. Oh, so yeah, man. Whatever,
0: whatever that means, that's I was just gonna say thirteen Son targets, hundred and ninety four yards. But, but back- then, then
1: you have the Dolphin thing, right? And we're you know, we're gonna get on that. Well, I guess we're going to get... All out right, let me right, give you yeah. a thought on this. Can I give you
0: a thought on Pat's <laughs> Dolphins? Yeah. So, look, it, they're going to Miami. You only have one? <laughs> i got several. But yeah. They're going to Miami. Um, they've had, historically, in this era, which is extraordinarily rare, in fact, it's the only team it ever happens with, really bad fortune down there. They've played poorly down there. When they've played yeah. well enough to win, they've it's given... It's not like it, going to New York. Yeah. <laughs> when they've played well enough to win, they've given it away. Um, yeah. However, they're coming off – they looked like Super Bowl ready last week against the Steelers on, no in front doubt. of the nation.
1: Which is not typical Patriots. Not t- – they're
0: usually slow roll. Right. So they look ready to roll. And here's the thing. And I'm going to go back to uh, someone I used to go to college with who was like a big gambler. <clears throat> and it's more – this was said more oh, about I college – just Madonna song in my head. <laughs> this was uh, – what, what Madonna song?
1: From Vision Quest? At I'm Dawn. a gambler that song you never oh, heard man. that oh man well I was
0: a wrestler I should have Vision Quest soundtrack but I don't remember it's a that.
1: song uh, I mean I was a wrestler in high school too so I, I, we watched Vision Quest like every weekend oh yeah every matches. like Friday night yeah yeah. I was actually thinking um, Lunatic Fringe might be a good podcast song but anyway I like that um all right, so let me dive that. There's a scene where she's singing that in the bar. Mm, okay. That was that was her breakout movie, Madonna. That's when she was looking hot. I liked Madonna back then. I
0: was all, all right, let's, in. Let's, let's move away. All from in Madonna on 80, 85, hot. 86 Madonna. Anyway, so. Um,
1: this is not the fantasy. Where, where, the creep where, cast. Where, where was I? The creep cast.
0: So, <laughs> all right, so the Dolphins. So uh, back in college, there was a guy. He was a big uh, gambler, and but mostly college football. And he used to tell me, anytime you see a giant spread, you, take the t- you give the points, because there's a giant spread for a reason. And given all the uh, failure the Patriots have had for a myriad of reasons in Miami, when I see an 18-and-a-half point spread and I see what I saw last night, I'm rolling with the Pats. I don't see, care better. who's out there. I'm okay. taking the Pats. I'm taking them heavy.
1: That's fine. And rationally, you should be taking the Pats heavy. I mean, they're awesome. And the Dolphins stink. <laughs> In fact, the Dolphins stink so much they're trying to stink now. So, yeah. How about yeah. this
0: today? They released the, the, the one good, one of the good players they have. They're, they're, they're released trying to get. Today. Well, not get. Uh, let me see. According to ESPN, Jordan Rain and the Dolphins are seeking a first-round pick in trade talks for defensive back uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, oh yeah, I yeah I heard about the yeah. Minka Fitzpatrick. Anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're sort of like Britt Devine in our Dynasty League. <laughs> we, we're, so this makes sense, guys. Britt has traded every single person from his team who can conceivably score Score a point.
0: And lastly, I'm playing he with him. He
1: wants the 0-1 in the rookie draft, yeah, it's a and di- he's getting it, it's a, it's a
0: Dynasty League, and he's got, like, <laughs> honestly, this guy has, like, four... First, second, third, and fourth round picks for like the next three years. I by two thousand twenty two. I have no idea how anyone's going to beat this guy if he drafts yeah, well. Yeah, actually, which is I well.
1: think you could do actually a pretty good how to uh, on dynasty building dynasty by just. Uh, going through his transactions, he's, but I, I, so, I'm really impressed with what he's doing. But he's honest.
0: so transparent about it. He's like, oh, he, yeah. <laughs> he literally doesn't want to score any points. Well, and I got again, bad news for him. He put Chris Hogan in last night, and Chris Hogan got 20 yards, two that's points. Funny.
1: <laughs> you know what though? He's really doing a great job, and he's doing all the things we always tell people to do. If you're selling, tell everybody you're selling. Yeah. Like, he doesn't sit there and talk to two or three teams, hey, so-and-so's available. He gets in the league chat and goes, this guy's moving within 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and he's created some good buying situations for himself. And uh, he sold Eckler yesterday for a ton. I so know. He made th- an that's offer That's how me. you rebuild. You commit to it. Yeah, he
0: made an offer to me, and it was just like, I'm not doing that. I appreciate you offering him, you know, but right. I'm not doing that.
1: I was talking to him. I offered some stuff, but I didn't come anywhere close to the haul that he got. Yeah, he is. Uh, he,
0: <laughs> he was asking a... <laughs> Yeah, he learn.
1: wanted J.J. White whiteside and Picks and Terry McLaurin, and I was like, nah, it's not going to yeah, happen.
0: Yeah, he wanted, he, he wanted Deontay <laughs> Johnson, like, a one next year, a swap of twos, and, like, a one or a two the following year. I'm like, I'm not doing that. No. No,
1: no. you're rebuilding, too. That would be crazy. Right. That yeah. would be a big mistake for you to do that. Yeah. You should be doing the opposite of that.
0: Yeah, and yeah. I did not do it. Giddy up. All right, so, so back to Sunday night. So the Pats, 18-and-a-half in Miami, and that, that's a big spread, I and mean, we have a lot of questions. So it looks like Brown's going to play, despite Bill Belichick saying there's right. a long way to go in terms of the playbook. Um, Here's what I'd be interested in. Um, who do in we like? Of, I, I, I like Gordon. Well, in terms Michael of the 18 point
1: spread, though, I, I would be interested to know in some of these collapses that they've had down there, what mm. was the spread? I bet you somebody's gone through tighter.
0: Tighter. It has to be tighter. You, you know, yeah, because. I mean,
1: yeah, a lot tighter. You're probably right.
0: A lot tighter. You know, I mean, like, Miami's really... Some really
1: bad Dolphin teams and some really good Patriots. I know, but have <laughs> they
0: been this bad? I mean, Miami's
1: really bad. They are. I don't know. If, I mean, they're bad. We've seen teams as bad as they are. I, I, we've rarely seen teams that seem to get to the point where they're taking pride in it.
0: Like, the Tannehill teams d- were never an 18.5 point. The
1: Tannehill now. teams were trying to win. They were. The, this the is the more Tanne- like a clear Tanne- Tanne- lemon the team. The Tannehill teams were signing and Sue. Yeah, Right. They had Mike Tannenbaum there spending money that they didn't have.
0: And they were better earlier than late, and the Patriots right. always play them early right. in September and, in Florida.
1: And by the way, not that any Patriot fans really care about this, but we're seeing the Tannenbaum effect now in multiple teams in the division at the same time. Yeah. He destroyed the Jets. The Jets have never come out of it. Yep. They've been chasing salary cap hell ever since. They they build up, they build back. You know, the the the, the five year plan that gets scrapped in year two. I mean that's vintage Jets stuff. So and now he's Basically, the Dolphins were in such dire straits, they're like, we're going to have to go backwards to go forwards. Yeah. That's what Mike Tannenbaum does to football teams.
0: He was on ESPN. Uh, so, yeah,
1: they still treat him like an expert. I How this know, guy gets on any show why and you, gets to be... Oh.
0: Why are you soliciting uh, advice and, and knowledge from this clown?
1: He should. That guy should have to open up his own law firm and be a lawyer and get out of our lives. He is just an incompetent football executive. And I mean, and he can't. he's terrible on the radio, too. Horrible. Oh, Mike Tannenbaum. Bad Just, voice, bad oh, insight. Everything bad. Horrible. And basically, this guy made a whole career out of Bill Parcells saying he was smart once. Yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: Yep. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. As
1: Evan Silva likes to say, this is what happens inside the cocoon. Yeah, actually, And he's right. Yeah. was a perfect example of cocoon thinking.
0: Yep. Yeah, I would agree. He, All right, he, I'm done. I, I was very unimpressed listening to him last week. Anyways, so. Oh, you should have
1: heard, you should have heard the radio things he used to do when he was with New York down here. Yeah. I mean, it was like, basically like Belichick, but stupider and without the titles. Like, Belichick's got like a wall full of hardware. Yeah. If he tells you to shut up, it's a dumb question, or, you know, we're on to Cincinnati, or I was trying to win the game, or any other non-answer answer <laughs> right. he wants to give, you deal with it because he's smarter than you and he's the best. When you're Mike Tannenbaum, you don't get to do that. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, someone <laughs> called up on the other day. Uh, Mangini
1: uh, used to do it, too. Uh, Mangini, when he went to the Browns, arrogant. He was such a tough like, like, guy. Right. He acted like such a tough guy. Where are you getting all this? Dude, you yeah. stood next to Belichick right. for a couple of years. You didn't win anything. Yeah,
0: you played rugby like in Australia, too. Like, you know, you <laughs> played football. So, anyway. All right, I'm done. Um, just <laughs> on that real quick, and we'll get back to the yeah. Pete's cup rankings. We'll get into that stuff. But, uh, uh where was I?
1: Uh, dolphins.
0: Mm, no, it was more Blowing t- games, It Blowing games, the was, Bermuda Triangle. It was Tannenbaum and it was. uh Tana Hill. Man- oh, I know. A, a caller called up uh, the morning show <laughs> the other day, Hillman Show, Greg Hill Show, and uh, he went to college with Belichick. And he's like, guys, uh, Chris Curtis, the producer, was talking that, like, you know, Belichick owes a, a rationale, an explanation of this. And this guy called in. He's like, look, I've known Bill Belichick my whole life. And like, Greg's like, oh, hold on, how do you know Gr-? He's like, I went to college with him. And it's like, I'm telling you, he was the same then. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, I, he's like, he was a great lacrosse player, terrible football player, and I certainly didn't think he was going to be a head coach. He's like, but we all thought he was going to be like a financial analyst or something, but his answers were short. He didn't have much to say. He was pretty quiet and pretty reserved. He goes, nothing's changed. I got a kick out of that. So
1: Bill, Bill Belichick does not suffer fools. No. He just doesn't do it.
0: I love when a question sort comes. Sort of the his, opposite. I love when a question comes his way, and you can act. He actually, you know, I'll give him that credit.
1: expression he gets before he says it. Oh yeah,
0: that's my favorite part of the press conference.
1: But <laughs> it's but you know, true.
0: and on the radio, you can actually feel it. You know what I mean? But like, but when you see it live on TV, it's so great. You know, he actually comes into a press conference like, like there's an opportunity with an expression that it, there's an opportunity for you to not embarrass yourself. I'm here. I may, if you ask ask the right question the right way at the right time, I might give you one percent of an answer. But as soon as it goes down another road, the pre literally the preface, the preface of what comes before he talks is priceless.
1: Um, Was it how many years ago is it now? Three or four. They asked the quarterback controversy question. It was like after week Right.
0: One. No, it was after they got smoked on Monday Night Football Kansas against City. Kansas City. So we're oh. on to Cincinnati. That oh. was great. Was like, you kidding me. <laughs> you kidding me.
1: I, I, do, do, who asked that question?
0: Um, uh, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But I, 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 go I, I, yeah, I want a dumb-ass say, question. <laughs> I want to say Mike Giardi, although he's <laughs> okay. usually asked pretty good questions. Giardi is good. He is good. Um, he's got balls. Look at that.
1: He asked yeah. tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was... That, that was ridiculous. A, that was yeah.
0: I don't think it was him. I I, I apologize. No. Yeah.
1: For. No. No. We shouldn't put some yeah. put that on him. That's five years
0: ago too. I can't quite remember.
1: No. I don't. In fact, I recall at the time going, "Who asked that question?" I, I never actually figured' that.
0: <laughs> so miserable <laughs>
1: that. I bet you could tell you who asked that. Question. Oh yeah. No, he's got
0: a dead horse <laughs> Rolodex that never ends.
1: I wonder if Brady still uh, thinks about that question. You know, he like and, I wonder if he froze that reporter.
0: He out. and Belichick are very similar in a couple, in, in, up in the noggin, in terms of what they can process and what they can retain. Yeah, I think they both have a, a historical um, elephant memory. Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I you know i I remember watching that. Um, <coughs> excuse me, that, that video of Brady and Belichick breaking down Ed Reed. Uh, unbe- awesome. It was last year, yeah. I believe, and I remember going, "Wow, I, I would love to have like." Ten hours of this stuff. I know, just like Brady and Belichick watching film together. Like, wow, that ch- was so. And and it was and it, what was great about it was that the breakdown was amazing.
0: Yeah, no, they like were, they
1: really showed you how Reed made the read, how he hit yeah. the read. It was it how was he didn't so bite. Great. How
0: he didn't bite on the uh, on the motion. How he
1: showed not to bite. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, yeah, it was really cool. It was. and um, wouldn't it be great if instead of like having the ESPN film room for an hour a week, we had the Belichick Brady film room? Is that, what would it take for us to get them to do that after they both retire?
0: Yeah, well, that's the that's the key word is no re- retire. It's of never going to happen while they're both employed. Oh, right, you know, right, right, right.
1: Absolutely. But you might
0: get it. You might get it on NFL film someday right. in retirement. But like they only I,
1: gave you the Ed Reed thing because he was retired. Right. Right.
0: Right. right. Um, <laughs> But yeah but that was great stuff. It was great stuff. it was great you know great to watch and, and you get some insight in there in terms of what the difference is between them and everybody else you know right. and what they're able to see and process and how quickly they're able to react to it is uh, really stands alone right and Belichick
1: know? gives people respect all the time. All but the it's time. interesting for him to give respect in context like that. yes uh, that was fun to watch
0: yep yeah, no doubt. All right so uh, so Pats Fins in terms of fantasy football, you've got rankings up. You know, I, I think uh, I seem to recall doing some rankings. The but... usual suspects, I think. You know, it, 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 I think AB is going to be out there. I don't know. None of us know what we're going to get, but I think, like you know, if I'm if I'm holding Patriots shares, I'm playing Sony Michel. I'm probably I, I might consider flexing James White. I'm running with Edelman, and I, I might play Gordon. You know, so and, and there you go. There's my there's the core four.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, if you have AB, I, I, you're probably going to want to play him. Um,
0: I, I have He you, and Gordon in one league and I'm I, I, you you hit it. I think I'm I think I'm leaning Gordon if I have to make a decision there.
1: Well, you play both, I guess. I don't know who your other guys are, but um, I've got Diggs. Well, can play all three, right?
0: I could, but then I have to take Damian Williams
1: out. I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, your team—I don't really care about. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, look, I, unless we hear that AB is like going to be on some type of very limited snap count yeah. and again, I don't think they'll tell us. I think you have to at least play him as your third receiver or something. Yeah. yeah. um Oh,
0: easily a third receiver. You know, yeah.
1: Unless you're just completely stacked and you can win anyway, and just take take a week to look at yeah, it. Yeah. Take but a nap. Yeah. Most people invested a ton to get this guy, and they're probably going to want to play him this week. And. Can you get punked doing it? Yeah, you can get punked. Yeah. But you could also get a bunch of touchdowns. So. If
0: you had a bad start last night, you know, which was, you know, then maybe you want to be more conservative with them, you know?
1: Yeah, my McCaffrey teams are not happy.
0: Well, that's – what is going on with Cam
1: Newton? Um, I was going to – actually you want the wrote, long version or the short version? Short version. But I, I,
0: okay. I, I wrote this down. Okay, here's a question, and I already gave okay. you the answer. What do these guys have in common? Ben Roethlisberger, Josh Allen, Derek Carr, Pip Rivers, Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford, Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett. The answer mm. is I'm probably gonna cut Cam Newton to pick up one of those guys.
1: I wouldn't do that. Uh, I wouldn't do that.
0: I know, but I'm frustrated, man. He he looks terrible. He,
1: he looks, looks like a he, he, looks, he, he looks like a freshman
0: in college that has never seen a football field before. That's what he looks like.
1: Yeah, I that's right. I don't know if you caught uh, the thing I put in the rankings, but I said, you know, the, the Jets have found one more way to look at a high school team. <laughs> the quarterback has mono. I mean only the Jets. Uh, only crazy? the Jets could find a, a unique new way to look at a high school I was looking team. for the I uh, thought they'd found every way to do it. No, they got one more. I
0: was looking for the uh Happy Days episode with Richie Cunningham <laughs> when he got mono and I Very wanted to good. attach it to this podcast.
1: Hashtag Dead Reference Society. <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> All right, I, I reference society so at approximately
0: 31 minutes into the podcast. What was okay. your question again? Uh, why on earth, other than the fact that Cam Newton's playing against the Cardinals right. next week, I'm not cutting him.
1: Okay, so here's the thing:
0: in a small league,
1: you have two things going on. You've got a player that has a foot injury. I think that's clear now.
0: He looks slow
1: because well, it's not uh, he. He doesn't trust. He doesn't have that surge that he usually has. That's Look, the they, word. They, Tentative. They, they were. They were. They were on the. They needed a half yard to win the game there, and they went with McCaffrey on a sweep. Yeah. Well, that tells you everything you need to know about Newton's foot. In um, other short yardage, they yard don't want him running it. right yeah. now. They prefer him to just sit there and throw the ball right now. Now, <clears throat> there's two potentialities there, right? One of them is that they're trying to change Cam Newton going forward, like in a permanent way. Mm. If that's what we're seeing, couple things: A, they're stupid, and they're all going to get fired. B. It's not going to work, okay? Mm. Now, the other side is that, I mean, seriously, if they're trying to make Cam Newton into a pure throwing quarterback and then, and they're not going to let him run very much at this stage of his career, that's a mistake.
0: He's if never been accurate, and he looks wild. He looks like a bad relief know, pitcher right now. He
1: was more accurate week one. um Here's the thing. Here's what I saw. They talked about changing his throwing motion. If you watched the first week, you could see it. He had his weight forward on a lot of his throws. Mm. You could actually see weight on his left foot as he was completing throws. That is completely on un- Cam Newton. Cam Newton, most of the time when he's completing a throw, you can see his shoulders moving backwards as the throw comes through. He has awful weight distribution on yeah. his throws. This is a thing that's gone back all the way to the beginning of his career. But he's got such a huge arm. He's so talented. He pulls it off. He, he can actually play that way. Norf Turner, I think. Or maybe one of the other coaches started moving him towards better form, mm. where he's getting the weight evenly distributed, not making full arm throws, getting your weight distribution right, and it's that's going to do a couple things. First of all, it's going to it's going to be good for your shoulder. But second of all, it's going to. How many times have we seen Cam Newton sail a ball ten feet over a guy's head?
0: I'm exaggerating Hundreds.
1: two feet over, guys. Hundreds. Head, okay. Out of his reach. Okay. We've seen it. Did it th- twice last th- a bunch of times th- last night? More times than we can describe. Yeah. Okay. When you get the weight forward, and by the way, go back and look at the week one film. You can see it's something you very rarely see with a Cam Newton throw where the nose is actually going down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you saw that in week one. Now, I'd have to go back and watch the whole game, but at some point in last night's game, he reverted and all of a sudden you're seeing those old cam Newton throws and i think what happened and and this is not his fault by the way cuz this is i'm an old tennis pro right i coached college tennis Yeah. i used to teach lessons this is a any sport where you try to modify technique How about in te- season too Well it, well they, they tried preseason, offseason. off-season i don't want i don't want to make it sound like they're stupid okay but anytime you have somebody trying to change long-standing technique and and For the right reasons, but you're trying to change long-standing technique. There are going to be fits and starts, okay? There are going to be confidence things that come in. The player, when when he gets nervous, when he's in the moment, when he knows the whole world is looking, and he makes a couple bad throws with the new technique or bad serves with the new technique or whatever the case may be, he's going to run home to mama. That's what's going to happen. He's going to revert to the old technique. And I think we saw that last night. And it's too. I feel bad for him because it's not fun learning in front of an audience. In fact, you have to give a person credit for doing it, in my opinion. Yeah. But I think last night we saw Cam Newton regressing in the moment on the technique thing. And you know, I get people, right. People can disagree with this, but this is what I'm seeing, and I've been watching this pretty closely. So what we need to hope for is that when he gets into practice this week, the coaches go, "Hey, it's okay. This is how it goes." Mm. Let's get your weight back forward. Let's keep working on it. Let's not, let's not revert. Let's keep correcting, keep getting better. Here's how this stuff generally goes. As the player begins to have some success with the new, they embrace it more. So what they need is to ha- just to stick with it and hope because this is good for Cam Newton. Cam Newton can't keep playing the way he was playing in the second half last night. First of all, he's going to be out of the league. Yeah. Because you can't be that inaccurate and be an NFL quarterback. That's the most inaccurate I think that I've ever seen him. I've seen a couple games like that.
0: I'm struggling to remember a quarterback that I've seen that inaccurate in a while outside of Cam Newton, like in general. He uh, well, looked terrible.
1: Josh Allen had some moments. Um, <laughs> you know, Jake, Jake Locker had some moments, that's for sure. Uh, Talk about real
0: quarterbacks, though. You yeah, know, I'll put Allen so. in that.
1: Yeah. Uh, first half of um, – first four or five starts last year, Lamar Jackson had some real head okay. scratchers. Yeah. But how awesome was he last week? He was wow. unbelievable. He was efficient, too. He um, was a star about 10 for 10. And, that, and by the way, good example, Lamar Jackson, if you look at his feet, if you look at his, um, his body orientation – he looks better than last year. Mm. You can change, but here's the thing: Lamar Jackson doesn't have as much build-up of muscle memory as Cam Newton does. Cam Newton's an older player. He's been making these mistakes, or he's been using this flawed form longer. So you have to, you have more things you need to break down. Yeah. Right. You know, this is like teaching Rocky Balboa to play lefty, right? Um, or right. Switch to his right hand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So you're, you know, you're, you're talking about a lot of muscle memory that the player has to fight. It's not easy. It, I mean, I don't know, you know, I'm sure there's a varying number of athletes in our audience. Some of them are probably nodding their heads right now. When you try to change technique and go against your old muscle memory, yeah. it is a real challenge. Golfers can probably relate oh, to Oh,
0: that's this. a great example. Yeah, no okay? doubt.
1: So, you know, I, in my opinion, that's what Cam is going through. I think if the coaching staff handles it correctly, if he stays on course if last night is just seen as a hiccup and a bump in the road, I think they can actually do some great things because this offense is set up for him to be a ball distributor. If he can just hit guys in stride, their passes don't have to be perfect, just not above, down, and behind.
0: He looks better on the long ball, so just let let, let Samuel and Moore go
1: long. Yeah, but you know that long ball down the right sideline, that thing sprayed way out of bounds too. I I I, I I'm really rooting for Cam Newton because I think he's a good guy. I but. He needs to get a little more focused, and he needs to trust his coaches and stick with the technique. That's just, my opinion. Yeah, I'll just—we already uh, talked about this too much. Sorry. Yeah,
0: but I was just going to say one thing: like, you, you can't end up in the post game in that outfit after you lose. Like, what are you doing? I just I just question his focus, but you know I, I, that that's the story for another day. But he's inaccurate all over the field, and but from a fantasy perspective, Pete, I don't think he's... he
1: brought. I don't think he brought like a winning outfit and a losing outfit <laughs> to the game, though. You know, like I think he was going to be wearing that's that fair. outfit no matter right.
0: what. That's fair. You know, he's right. not Madonna, but um, another Madonna reference there. But um,
1: Cam likes the clothes. I mean, yeah. it's it's you know.
0: I wish he liked Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, and I DJ Moore more.
1: Sometimes it's a lot of fun when NFL players do the. I mean, like you know Brady at the. Uh, what is it the Preakness? No, the uh, Kentucky Welker, Derby. The Kentucky Derby. The Derby. I and mean, that's that's pretty fun stuff. Um but yeah, I think if you're if you're a Carolina fan, you might take exception to it. It's it's not an outfit that screams contrition. But you know what? By the same token, he didn't do anything wrong. I just you know, think if he, just he played if it, badly, so. if he didn't
0: have the grandma shawl on, I think I would have accepted the outfit. But the, the thing on it's his it's an head. interesting
1: outfit. <laughs>
0: you reckon? It's um, an interesting
1: outfit.
0: What's what, 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 uh, but you know his poor play? It's not just hurting DJ Moore and and Curtis Samuel. Yeah, they got a great football player, maybe the best football player, and Christian McCaffrey. Like it's it ain't helping him. And we, we ta- we're going to talk about your rankings at Rodabon. He's your number one running back, and I think he should have been. Yeah. But what did he come out with, six points, you know?
1: Well, you know, and look, this isn't just Cam. The, the offensive line dominated last week, yeah. and this week it didn't, you know. I mean, they were
0: – They got Tampa Bay looked pretty tough on defense, by the way, um, with your
1: old uh, friend. Yeah. There. Hey, you know what? Todd Bowles is a good coach. Yeah, good um, and, defensive and, you know, coach. And I think if you go back to our conversations when he was the Jethead coach, everybody in New York said he needed to get fired. My take was a little bit different. I'm like, yeah, you do need to fire him because you're not going to fire the GM and keep his coach. Mm. But the guy who needed to get fired for the Jets wasn't Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles was doing the best he could with a terrible roster. Yeah. You know, so to me, I'd like to see Todd Bowles get a chance of being a head coach someday where he doesn't have a, I don't want to curse.
0: An ass clown?
1: Yeah, where he doesn't, Mike, you know, and Mike McCagnon was an incompetent GM over his head. Yep. He was a Charlie Casserly hire. Yep. Only the Jets would, would, would give, a retainer to an incompetent GM to go find a GM, and then that guy goes and takes a guy who used to work for him. Yeah. If if that's what you're going to do, Casterly, that's a five minute phone call. That's not a three week search. That's only the that's only o- the Jets do that. That's also only the, the Jets.
0: It's also the only guy that Bill Belichick has ever publicly said you're a jackwagon. <laughs> well,
1: there you go. There you go. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Now I'm in good company. It's all I forgot you need to about know. That, yeah. absolutely right. It's the Casser only Lee. human
0: being I've ever heard Bill Belichick call out.
1: Do you know, just just go listen to Casterly on TV. He's he's a lazy thinker. Yeah. He's one of those he's old a headline school, reader. Yeah. He's just I I, oh, I. I mean, he picked the Jets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Woody Johnson. <laughs> yeah. What uh, a jerk. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> Hate that guy.
0: Ah, uh, you have good reason to. <laughs> but anyway, so just like but back to like McCaffrey. Like, you know, they're they're um Newton's I fl- poor I place hurting be, everybody. I think
1: they're gonna be fine. Last night was tough. Well they got a um, get
0: well game next week against Arizona for sure. So
1: Yeah, that's that's definitely gonna help. Um but i look I think there's two things we sort of need to talk about here, right? Where's the team going? I think that team's going in the toilet. Okay, Carol. I don't think Carolina's winning anything this year. Mm. They may go four and twelve because mm. that's a bad coaching staff, in mm. my opinion. I just I'm really unimpressed with what's going on down. Well, and you know what? Not just the coaching. And they've
0: staff, gotten worse.
1: And, and where's where's the protection for Cam, by the way?
0: Yeah, they but, got the Buccaneers were swarming him last night, and when they weren't, they were in his head because he was throwing the ball all over the place in the wrong yeah, direction. But,
1: so yeah, I mean, if you, let's go back to McCaffrey for a second, yeah. right? So the you know week one, he is running all over the Rams. Yeah, he did great. I mean, but in he did great, yeah. But the Panthers, that was team running. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, McCaffrey looked good. He was he was going through those holes like a you know bat out of hell. But they were absolutely crushing the Rams up front. Now they they turn around last night and they can't handle the Bucks. So go figure. Yeah. Maybe the Bucks are a better defense than the Rams. The Rams have taken some real hits on their defense. They're not as good as they were last year. I think that's that's easy. Um, I didn't think it would be this stark.
0: If you look at like... Uh, and
1: again, you're right. Credit to Todd Bowles.
0: Yeah. If you look at like DraftKings, like the cost of McCaffrey last night was 9400 Yeah, it, I it, paid it in one too. Yeah. And, then, and then going against the Rams, Kamara coming out, he looked awesome on Monday night. He's oh, 8200 So I, that's almost I, like I a think, value.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, how good did
0: Kamara it, look last week? It,
1: it, Kamara, he looked like Kamara. Yeah, you know, I, and, and which is very good. Yeah. Um, I think if you're not if you're not at least strongly considering Kamara this week on your in DFS, yep. I think you might be doing it wrong. I agree. <laughs> he is because he's got that same Rams team that that these guys just absolutely lit up.
0: Yeah, McCaffrey was ninety four hundred last night. Elliott's 8,700, uh, Barkley's 9,200, Kamara's 8,200 against a Rams team that yeah. got rolled.
1: I'm interested to see what Kamara's ownership rate is going to be on the Sunday slates because he's got the 425 game, great right. matchup. Uh, he might be like 60% in GPPs. It might be something crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. And he,
1: and, I'm, and I'm not trying to like call these people donkeys. I'm going to be one of them. So. <laughs> but it's the kind of thing you may not get an edge by playing him. Yeah, no, he's like everybody's playing. Yeah,
0: I know. I he's know. It's a free square. Yep.
1: And then the other guy who I think should be a free square, but I'm not sure if he'll be, is Nick Chubb, who's going to get the mononucleosis jets <laughs> yeah, on, Monday on Monday Night, Night, Night. Football. The, the, the real, see, the he's Jets are
0: 6,200. That's not too bad.
1: Here's what the Jets are on Monday Night Football the Jets are that carcass <laughs> lying out like on the Serengeti. And
0: there's a, a a hyena and a jackal right. picking their five. There's a
1: whole group of predators fighting over the carcass. Yep. So, like who's gonna get more of the meat? Odell Beckham and his return to New York, where he wants to score three touchdowns on national T V and dance in front of all the New York fans hmm. and make fun of the Giants and all that stuff. I mean, you know Beckham wants to have the best game. Oh, there's of his no life. question. I mean you know he does. No I mean, question. We don't know if he'll do it. We don't know if the Browns will give him the targets to do it or the playing time to do it, because they could literally be ahead forty to nothing after the end of the first quarter. Right or it or does Chubb get early touchdowns and then like Chubb could score who knows how many touchdowns in this game i mean the jets are bad man and the, the jet defense they got injuries inside. That's the only strength they have, yeah. other than safety. Yeah,
0: no, they they, did, oh, they, they had a pretty stout defensive line, but, yeah, that's too bad. And then on the other side, too, with an injury with the Jets, I felt bad for a one. Yeah, one. He can't get a break the last couple of years. A yeah, guy like, oh, you the, like and I like.
1: It's the neck again, too. So yeah. I, you know, Dangerous. Quincy probably needs to start thinking about retiring. That which sucks. Is, which is too bad, because he he's a football player. If he, if he had never had the neck, we'd be singing songs about him. Yeah. Yeah, he's a
0: tough strong guy. Strong yeah. dude
1: and he loves to play. He's physical. You know, give me, give me, you know, give me 50 Anunwas on my team. I'll be happy.
0: Pat's fans um who aren't overly familiar with him, I'll give you a reference. Someone he reminds me of is David Givens. Strong, top strong, muscular, you know, to go yeah, grab the ball. Yeah, sort
1: sure of like Givens meets Anquan Bolden. Yeah, I like that. Um unfortunately Bolden well, fortunately Bolden was a guy who could take the abuse that Anunwa takes and Continue playing, and has broken. Yeah, Uh, and you know two neck things. I, I hope he has made enough money. He's been around for a couple years. I hope he's made enough money where he can hang it up and be okay.
0: I think he's probably a a, a year or two away from that, from being comfortable with that. Don't you think? You know, I. You
1: know, I. You know, Peyton Manning playing after neck fusion surgery probably wasn't the smartest thing. Ever, but he did it because he's addicted and he couldn't stop. Yeah, um, you know. Hopefully, hopefully, Anunna doesn't fall into that thing because he's not playing quarterback where they protect him. He's playing in the middle of the field where safeties come in and light you up. And playing so, hard receiver, yeah, like going yeah.
0: for it too. You right. Know?
1: So I, I, would like to see him probably give it up because I like the guys You know, he's he's played really hard as a Jet.
0: So he goes down, and then the Pats get a sixth-round pick for uh, Demarius Thomas. What do you think about that? You know, he's been coming back uh, New York way.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. It's I odd it's to our, say there's I, some right upside the there, but there I, is. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what they knew, when they <laughs> knew it, how they knew it. You know, did they know Darnold was going to be shut down for two to three weeks when yeah. they brought him in? I'll tell you what's going to be tough for Jet fans, and this isn't fantasy, so I'm going to do this really quick. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a replay of what happened a couple of years ago. The Jets are – and by the way, at the draft, I told you this was going to happen. Um, you know, the Jets are going to end up 2-6 and six or something like that to start the year. Right. Yeah, um, tough schedule to come up. The but case. they're going to rip up in the second half. Um. Uh, you know, Darnold will come back. They'll get, hopefully, some people healthy. And the Jets will probably win, like, four out of six down the mm-hmm. stretch. Um, and they'll be in the middle of the first round after another lost season, which yeah. is sort of, you know, par for the course.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think you're right on. I think you're right on. All so, right.
1: Any, any any other guys we want to hit? Yeah,
0: just in terms of, like, the rankings. I, they're um, You know, coming into uh, Sunday, Thursday night football is behind us. We've got Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday yep. night coming up. Um. Yeah,
1: you know, lots of good running backs this week.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you what too. What else is kind of interesting is there's a couple games that I I think have real potential. You know that the the Cardinals Ravens is a, is kind of a sneaky one where coming off the last week or at least the fourth quarter for Arizona and the full game uh, for the Ravens or I should say the first three quarters for uh, for Lamar Jackson and company. There could be some fantasy fun in that one. And then yeah, and then the Saints Rams is another I, one.
1: I, I, I just <laughs> see Baltimore killing them so badly that I'm a little bit worried about what's going to happen. I, I can't predict what's going to happen in that game in terms of game flow, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. It, Arizona scoring against Baltimore feels a little bit like a long putt to me.
0: Mm. Baltimore's got a good defense. Yep. Really good yeah.
1: defense, yeah. And, you know, and the other thing is Baltimore practices against a mobile quarterback every day, so it's not like Kyle Murray's going to come here and right. blow an them away. They yeah. see this regularly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I've got a bad, I, I like Arizona. I think people jumped off them a little bit too quickly. Um, but we circled this game before the season even started. Yeah. yeah you don't want them week two. So, I, you know, and by the way, Vegas has them at 16.5. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's 1.5 more than the Dolphins. Yep. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, that's an interesting game. I, I mean, getting involved on the Baltimore side, I can see. Mm. I don't know about getting involved on the other side. Um, what are the and by the way, similar to the Patriots, thirty-three-five <laughs> on one, fifteen on the other. How do you decide to get involved in that game? Um,
0: I think you. Uh, to, to me, the guys I like the most in the Patriots game is the more I think about it, is are like Michelle and White yeah. because I think they're going to get up early and often. Like Michelle White and Burkhead are kind of the guys I'm most interested there.
1: Yeah, in I, the game. games that I'm interested in are the four o'clock games. Obviously, not the Bears denver saints rams (laughs) yeah saints rams and also chiefs oakland yes Um, very encouraging oakland looked functional last week yeah that's big in a game like this yeah because if oakland can sit there and just if oakland can just put up two touchdowns and a field goal in this game that'll be great because that'll push kc into the 40s right to keep keep pushing right right yeah so if we can get oakland functional and kc in the in the 40s, um, there's going to be plenty of uh, fantasy winners in this game. I'm definitely getting involved. I haven't figured exactly how I'm going to get involved. But, but you know, this is a game I want a piece of. Kelsey sort of stands out, I think. I'll
0: tell you something that's kind of interesting to me with Kansas City is kind of like – might we see? Might we see? Of of these guys, who's going to emerge between like Nicole Harbin, Demarcus Robinson, and there even in the uh, left for dead, DeAnthony Thomas got mentioned this week. Um, yeah. Obviously, Watkins is the big one, right? But I mean, I'm just yeah. thinking of who kind of falls in. I'm wondering if like Demarcus Robinson might cut in a little bit.
1: Well, I um, like Demarcus Robinson, but I mean, yeah, yeah who knows? I. I it... Well that's one thing I'm, we're just gonna have to watch Hardman played a ton of snaps last he week did. So he I was, think yeah. you know the money probably at this point has to be on Hardman um because they're replacing Hill if they were replacing right. Watkins then maybe it's Demarcus yeah so you've got him countering off the speed of hill um, but I think they want to have hardman's speed on the field because it's a uh it's a logistical piece of the offense even if he's not doing a lot he's still serving a purpose. He's
0: out there and I think they drafted him, you know, when we didn't know what was going on with Tyreek Hill, right. right? So that's, right. that's the obvious uh, right. replacement there. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, that game is uh, interesting and then, you know, Oakland, I've, I'm getting a lot of, like, uh, questions like, in the workplace and stuff that center around moving tight ends around to strengthen other positions because I've, I've got Waller. I've got Waller. And I think you have something in Waller if, if, you, if you're owning him. You know, he's... Um, I'd
1: move Waller.
0: Huh? Because his value is so high right now. There's a lot well, of hype around. I don't
1: know. Him. I don't know how high Waller's value is, but you know, if that's the buzz, I would move him. I, I don't want to. Like, if I've got Evan Ingram and Waller, I don't want to move Ingram. All right. I want to move Waller. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know as much about Waller, and he's a guy who's had issues in the past off the field. Mm. So, uh, for me. No, I'm not looking to invest long-term in Oakland. But, yeah, I mean, he was a good pick. Um, I was a little bit slow on him. I mean, I got him up in the rankings in August. Um, but he's looked real good. I mean, he's been impressive. And, uh, you know, if he's your guy, by all means, roll with him. But if you're sitting there with two guys who are marketable, he's the guy he's I would guy want to move, move so yeah. high on him. Mm. Um, because Evan Ingram's a mega talent.
0: He is. Uh, by the way, speaking of Evan Ingram, I kind of put he and O.J. Howard in the same bucket goose egg last night for Howard
1: well you know we were there was there was always that worry Arians and tight ends yeah I I, I hate to think that that's actually becoming a reality Um, I thought it
0: was just talent based like he had nobody in Arizona you know
1: well right that's which is why I pretty much went in with both feet on OJ Howard and I wouldn't say I'm regretting it yet I Mm -hmm. mean I'm regretting the results obviously he's been in a lot of my lineups the first two weeks um yeah mine too but look, the nature of OJ Howard is that it happens really fast.
0: And sudden. Right. Yeah.
1: So, you know, don't be shocked this guy comes out and catches a 60 yard touchdown next week and a 35 yarder, and all of a sudden people are going, oh, yeah, OJ Howard. I mean, it's. <laughs> it, let's not forget, people freak out over week one. I can't. I mean, I'm not even going to get into some of the things people ask me. Should I move this guy for that guy? Questions. And you wouldn't believe some of the stuff people are thinking of doing. Throwing out me. Throw people. No, I don't want to. People go on tilt, yeah. just absolute freaking tilt. <laughs> um, you know, talking about moving second-round draft picks for guys who flashed. Yeah, it's you know, people deep rudder week one and two, so like John Ross or something like deep, that. Yeah, deep deep rudder. Yeah. Don't start going after the shiny ab- object after one week. Don't move players we know are good right. for people who just had one good game. You have to look at week one the same way you look at week ten. You know? yep. In terms of trading, I'm not, and the free agent wire is a completely different thing yep. because this is the time where guys are moving, we're finding out about you know, jobs. You know, guys who we thought might be 50%ers who are now 90%ers, yeah, we want to act on that. But we don't want to, you know, one guy had two touchdowns and one guy had two catches, so now this guy's better than that guy. It doesn't work that way. No. You know, that, we're looking at a photo, not a moving picture. Remember that. It's really important. Do not overreact to week one in any direction. It's. Yeah. Imp- I mean, it's 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 like one of the top ten most important things in seasonal fantasy football. Don't overreact to week one.
0: In the case of Howard, though, it, it, is it the we're, well now we have two we have two weeks behind <laughs> so us, right? It's a little different. Goose egg.
1: Um, but you know, the, the, the problem for you know for sitting here and saying Howard's a, like dead wood mm. is that the offense doesn't look good yet. I mean, Evans doesn't look good either. You know, no, he so, broke
0: a little bit last night. You know, he well, got yeah, one he made long a nice ball. catch. Yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, he's, he was sick last week. He's getting over it this yeah. week. Yeah, like last week, if you watch the game, you could see him after routes bending over on like both hands he on his was knees, sucking wind. Yeah. So look, like sometimes guys are sick and it's nothing. You know, they give him an IV and they're fine. He obviously had something that really took something out of him. Mm. He was probably losing fluids and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, the wheezing, obviously. Uh, so I, I, Evans is going to be fine. Oh, by the way, Evans is one of the, the guys. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. It was something like, "Oh, that's would, move. would yeah. you move AJ Brown for Mike Evans or something?" <laughs> no, like that. I wouldn't, it's like, dude. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, so, just everybody, just chill. Here's here's a really good rule of thumb: Week one and two, have a person to bounce your trade ideas off. Yeah, of. and if you don't, use me and Jim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hit us go. on Twitter. Like, what do you think of this? because we'll don't know, like we'll, it <laughs> we, listen it, and listen tilting after week one is really common you get you, you, your team gets smoked
0: oh i used to do it
1: remember a couple of my teams got yeah, smoked this week yeah. i don't care it happens right. you know uh in our league the tuna league yep. uh, the team i played almost set the league record yeah they dropped like a 180 on yeah, me. the lose. Uh, yeah. yeah so you know i mean am i gonna freak out about it no right i'm gonna spend the next 12 weeks pl- plotting my revenge yeah so, there you go right <laughs> you know, that's that's the way we roll yeah um So what else do we got? Do we want to hit any? I
0: just there's a a player I I like this week, specifically at running back. Who I think we talked about. We got into a little bit of the cards, Ravens, but uh, we didn't talk about this guy. I like Mark Ingram this week. I think uh, as a sneaky this week. I mean, well, all there's year. There's nothing sneaky about it, y- Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, it's about as sneaky as Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: six grand, though, on DK. You know, pretty. that's a nice, fair price. I think it's think. a good price. Yeah.
1: Um, I think this team's going to smash. The only risk you take playing Ingram would be they smash too quick, he doesn't get a touchdown, and then it's like the Gus show. Yeah. That's the only way you lose, yeah. I think. Yeah. I, 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 I think the odds are... If it goes like that, Ingram will get one of the early touchdowns and you'll be fine. Right. So, I, yeah, I'm with you. I think he's a good play. Um, and I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of this myself, we get too focused on the bad scenario. Yes. I mean, it's one, if you want to acknowledge the bad scenario. You don't want it, it don't to become... Swim your, in it, yeah. Yeah, you don't want it to become the defining part of your evaluation. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think there's a lot more good with Ingram at 6K. Yeah. Um, in a match where we know Arizona... They're not stopping much of anything right
0: now. Let me tell you, Just speaking, and they're in on these, the road. Speaking in these terms, I thought this was kind of interesting on DraftKings. Is that Gurley uh, is seven grand? You know, now he looked good last week, but I think Malcolm Brown was the guy who really kind of was the newsmaker on, on on the Rams with what he did in the end zone. And I think you said it really well in the waiver wire pod that you did, at Rotobahn, um The inside running, you know, like he just looked tough. So. Uh, a yeah. little, little more dialogue before we close. We've always, it out. Liked, Mar- we've always yeah.
1: liked Malcolm Brown. I never, I've never seen him run that authoritatively mm. before. It mm. was just impressive, you know. And like I said, I, it sort of looked like Jonathan Stewart, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and if you know, if a young Jonathan Stewart were on that team, I would be worried about Gurley. Sure. Um,
0: then you have the old D'Angelo Jonathan Stewart uh, thing that we had yeah. going for yeah. nine and, years or whatever. And, it was. It's
1: possible that that's what we're looking at. Yeah. here. It, it, here's, here's the thing. First of all, if you're a girly person, you're not that bummed because he looked okay.
0: Yeah, hit 97 yards. Y-
1: y- yeah, pretty and, good. And,
0: pretty good average per rush.
1: Yeah, and I think total yardage was around 130, 140, something like that. I mean, he was he was fine. Yeah. Um, but the fact that the other guys getting the touches and the fives yeah. is concerning. Yeah. Um, hopefully that's not like the way it's going to be. Um,
0: you learn more this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, y- y- you know, McVay's a smart coach. He's 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 no dummy. Um, it it's possible that you know they were they were going up against the Panthers. Panthers are pretty tough, particularly down on the goal.
0: They have that reputation too coming into the game.
1: So maybe that was a little bit opponent specific. If they're looking at teams, they think they can push around a little bit better, they might think Gurley's the better option down mm. in the red zone. Mm. So hopefully, Gurley owners at some point will get some love down there. And then once that happens, I think. We might not think it. We might we, we might not look at Gurley as being a league winner anymore, but at least he's going to be a solid running back for you, right? And if most people like, if you drafted based on our rankings, you got him in the late second round, and so then you've got a, a great first round pick, Gurley, in an early third. You're you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah. So, you know, this is one of those you are just going to have to watch and pray situations. But you know, the one thing I hammered, and I think, that, you know, you remember this in the preseason. You need to be involved with the Rams now. If you thought Gurley was too risky, that's perfectly reasonable. But if that was your take, you needed to be on Henderson and Brown. Yeah, because this running game is so incredibly valuable. So, like, same thing with Kansas City. Um, you know, same kind of thing with the Eagles. It's like these situations may not look beautiful right now, but these teams are going to score so many yeah. points. If you don't like the guy, you have to pay for. Take one of the guys who are less expensive. But get involved.
0: Yeah, I think that's the the, the sage advice. All right, so we're going to come back on Sunday morning live here at WEI, kicking off the football coverage for the Pats game at 1 o'clock fantasy football hour at 8 o'clock. Get your texts in at three seven We'll answer as many as we can during the show. We'll walk the slate a little bit. We'll get into the best games and the best plays. And uh, and then if we miss you, um, you can catch Pete at, at Rotobon on Twitter, and you can catch me at at WEIHacksaw so We can get your questions in. And, by the way, if you want to preload some before the show, do it, and then we have some uh, things to hit coming into the game, so you can do that too.
1: Yeah, and if you ask questions on Twitter um – the more information the better. Tell us the league, you know, ten teams, twelve teams, fourteen teams, let us know. Is it are scoring? scoring? Yeah. Let us know. Um and we'll give you better information that way.
0: Yeah, sounds good. All right, my man, good show. We'll uh Same. I'll catch back up with you on Sunday for the fantasy football hour. Good luck everybody.